The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer talk about what everyone is talking about, and that is the return of The Rock. We get Tommy's take on what exactly is going to happen at WrestleMania 40. Now that The Rock is back, are we going to see the story end for Cody Rhodes in more ways than one? Also, we talked to, from NXT, Fallon Henley, who had a big win over Tiffany Stratton on NXT last night, and how Tiffany Stratton is her farmhand. We'll find out about that and so much more right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, I wanted to get your take. I want to get your take on what you thought about The Rock's return, what The Rock had to say at the end of the segment Monday night, and what you think we're going to see at WrestleMania 40. Floor is yours. Well, uh, there's a few things, David. Uh, When I did the show on Saturday with Denise, I said I, I look forward to Dave listening to the show. Uh, When they did the SmackDown recap, they begin the show, opens up with L.A. Knight, and they show that everyone wants to be part of the blue brand. And they showed this in order, John Cena, then CM Punk, and then The Rock. And right away, Tommy Dreamer's wrestling, uh, wrestling spidey senses went off. And right then and there, because I also had seen Triple H's uh, tweet. tweet, and I said, Rock's coming to raw and then i was like they i knew it but i had said they put rock's return over punk's return on smackdown just on uh it was out of order because punk's was uh you know most recent and i was just like hmm and then when the rock wwe did it amazingly the setup was perfect it's using social media for what it's supposed to be not a toxic waste ground and graveyard to use your uh, Alice Cooper guy. Um, It's to promote and get people talking about something. The then when they announce your former heavyweight champion and gender walks out friggin' great. The booze, his promo, and then you could just listen to it. 
the pop and how it just resonated for so long for just him standing there. My favorite part of it, which I don't understand how, because I wish I was there alive, was all of a sudden while Jinder's talking, everyone turns and they know something's going on. Don't know what that is. Don't know if it was camera people from The Rock setting up to get that shot, but they all knew that something was happening in the building and then it was explosive. Awesome entrance. I love the physicality. I loved all that. Rock is very blown up, cuts a promo, and then drops the line. Maybe I'll sit at the head of the table. And it was another all explosive. It was awesome. I love the setup. I love because what they did, it's speculate because everyone likes to speculate. Everybody likes to WWE knows where they're going, but I thought they did it perfect. Uh, I can't even say a home run. It was a grand slam. How they took your emotions on this ride. And they did it great from people just starting to talk about from a, a tweet from a guy who's creatively running the company and did it in a positive manner. And it worked. It truly worked. It was a home run. It was awesome. It was an amazing thing to see live. Um, it, it was awesome. It truly was. And then let the speculation begin to, is it rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 and we're off and it's not even WrestleMania season yet because we still got to get to the Royal rumble and we have elimination chamber because now everyone's fantasy booking where are they going to go? What's happened to this? What's happened to this guy? So many different places to go, but they set it up. Perfect. Dave question for you. Go ahead. Is it set in stone within the WWE that whoever wins the Royal Rumble gets to main event night two of WrestleMania? No, it's, you know, we've seen a winner of the Royal Rumble, Charlotte being an example, going after the NXT Women's Championship. It doesn't necessarily mean that the winner of the Rumble is going to be in the last match of night number two. Because, and and again, don't forget, don't forget this night two thing is, is relatively new. I mean, it started with the lockdown WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36, which is almost like a push. It's almost forgotten about. So this is just the last few WrestleManias where we've had the two night WrestleManias. So I hang on. I thought the winner of the Royal Rumble gets to main event WrestleMania. Yes, but okay. yeah, but it but it doesn't necessarily have to be night. Oh, number night two. one or night. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Doesn't necessarily have to be night number two. Because in thinking about the thinking about the entire scenario, you know, as, especially after yesterday's show, you know, sometimes when we're on the show, our my brain is moving so fast. But like if I'm in the shower or driving somewhere, and I spent four hours in the car yesterday, you know, things become a little bit more crystal clear to me when I'm really able to weigh out the options and look at it from a purely business point of view, which is exactly what the WWE does. Dave, I'm sure you're going to be very happy to hear this. It's Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. Yes. It's Cody and Roman. Now, whether Cody wins the Rumble or he wins the Elimination Chamber. See, if Cody wins the Rumble, it's him and... and 
Roman automatically night two of WrestleMania. And then it's like whoever wins the elimination chamber, they get the match uh, against probably uh, Seth. I almost would love to see Punk win the Rumble instead. This way he can choose Seth over Roman because it gives more credibility to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Because you come out of the Rumble thinking that, okay, Punk's going to challenge for the Universal Championship, night two, main event, blah, blah, blah. But he goes, no, I want Seth, and I want Seth's championship. Immediately, that championship becomes that much more important. But this Friday night, we're going to get LA Knight versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton will go over to face Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. I think that Roman Reigns will go over on Orton. I think either Punk or or uh, or Cody will win the the Rumble. I think the other guy will win the Chamber. I think we'll get Seth and Punk, Cody and Roman. Cody's your new WWE Universal Champion. And where does The Rock fit into all this? The Rock is there is there for a cup of coffee. Okay, so you're thinking he appeared drop that line yes for the main event at uh for the main event at um elimination chamber elimination chamber there is a um one one of the things that we're not taking into account and this is this i got smartened up by, by on social media australia to samoa is a hop skip and a jump there is a huge Samoan community within Australia. Um, yeah, I think I think about a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people, you know, live in Australia. Samoan people live in Australia. It's a huge population of Samoans in Australia. And like you said, it's very, very close. The Australian government, I believe, or the city of Perth or whatever it was, uh, definitely wants to rock there. This almost kind of feels like a Saudi thing where they're willing to step up to get The Rock to come over. Um, so there might be a couple of outside factors, but I cannot see The Rock sticking around past WrestleMania. What did you do? Does that mean The Rock doesn't appear at WrestleMania? No, because you have to screw The Rock over for Roman to go over at the Elimination Chamber. And Roman has been winning his matches by outside interference and cheating. So you cheat to screw The Rock, and you probably use Solo and Jimmy, and then Rock gets Solo and Jimmy at WrestleMania, and who's The Rock's partner? John Cena. I love Or it. Jay. And, and The Rock can almost handpick uh, Cody Rhodes to be the guy to to go after Roman to kind of give him the nod and say I believe you're the guy that could beat Roman Reigns. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, Absolutely. you know, and 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 I and I know you hate this terminology because I used it prematurely before, but that could almost be a passing of the torch. You know, from Rock to Cody saying that it's one thing for John Cena to do it, but also for The Rock to do it as well, to give Cody a nod that I think that you're the guy that could unseat Roman Reigns as your undisputed WWE Universal Champion. 
Passing Plus, of the torch is more of a Hogan to warrior thing. Andre to Hogan. Hogan to warrior. A win-loss scenario, correct? I, I, you know, like, remember when we had the discussion about Cena and Cody and like, oh, it's a passing of the torch moment. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a mini rub. That's all it no. was. All right, so then it would be a little bit more than a mini rub to Cody from coming from the rock. Honestly, I don't want to see anybody pass the torch to Cody. I want to see Cody take the torch from everybody. But um, I like from, I like, there's a lot from your scenario. There's also what if you had, and, and to Bully's point, if you remember when Warrior beat Hogan, he literally handed him the title and bowed out. That's the ultimate passing of the torch. Um, if it was Jimmy and Rock versus Solo and Jay is one thing. If you have it in your um, main event where here comes, and in Bully's scenario, you know, Rock gets screwed over in Elimination Chamber. You have those two same guys, you know, the bloodline out there. Here comes Rock to save the day. Here also comes John Cena to save the day. Rock, Cena, Cody goes, they help Cody go over, beat the bloodline, end this amazing streak. And then at the end, you have Cody in the middle of Rock and John Cena. That is a passing of a torch um, in the ultimate way. But there are different ways to go about it. We shall see. I mean, Dave, yesterday, every scenario we came up with, we put, we were able to poke a certain hole in the scenario. There was lots of counterpoints. I think what I just presented is the best case scenario with the least amount of counterpoints able to be made because it takes care of everybody in a realistic fashion. Well, let me ask you this. The one the one thing that I think could be a bit of a curveball is if you do have The Rock against Roman in Australia. Now, business-wise, Bully, it makes sense because there's still tickets available for that show. So we all know that WrestleMania, when it's all said and done, is going to be sold out. But not necessarily the Elimination Chamber in a 62,000-seat stadium in Australia. But if you put The Rock on the show, you're going to sell it out. But if The Rock wrestles Roman and there's shenanigans, and that's how Roman beats The Rock, are people going to want to see a rematch between Roman and Rock at WrestleMania if Roman doesn't win clean? It's a possibility, yes. But, you know, every every other match that Roman wrestles, there's some kind of shenanigans. True. And they just get past it. And Plus, oh, if if Cody wins, if Cody wins the Rumble, we we've known for a long time now that whoever wins the Rumble gets the shot at WrestleMania. But you also make a good point. If there is shenanigans and Roman needs to cheat to win to beat The Rock, then with a hundred percent, people are going to be like, "All right, I'm done with Roman. Like I'm I'm ready for Roman." to drop this championship and I'm ready for a new champion. And I think that you're going to see most of those people at WrestleMania in Philadelphia rooting for Cody, because what was the big thing that we were talking about earlier on, right? Right after WrestleMania 39, the worry that WrestleMania 40 was filled in Philadelphia and that crowd could side with Roman. 
If the scenario happens the way you just laid it out, Bully, I don't think anybody's going to be on Roman's side if it's Cody and Roman in the main event at WrestleMania 40. Solo and Jimmy, because Jimmy's the heel, right? Not Jay. Uh, J- uh, Jay is the baby face. Jimmy's the heel. Right. Solo and Jimmy screw over Orton at the Rumble. Solo and Jimmy screw over The Rock at Elimination Chamber. You're going to want to see The Rock get his hands on his two family members. So I think you'll be distracted enough that you don't want to see the rematch because you enough people want Cody in that match. Because Cody will have earned that spot already. The spot is already taken. So even if some people are like, no, we want The Rock. Well, the Elimination Chamber is after the Rumble. So Cody wins the Rumble, the spot's already taken. So we can't think in terms of, no, we want Cody out and we want Rock in. No, Cody's already in the spot. He's won. That's been the stipulation from, from the beginning of the Royal Rumble. You win the Rumble, you get the shot. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. If they go the route of Roman and Rock at WrestleMania 40, mm-hmm. they they fucked up. They fucked okay. up. They sure. fucked up. They fucked up the future. They fucked up the story. They just gave a big fuck you to all the all the fans that love Cody. All the kids that are now invested in the WWE. Think of the kids. They're saying fuck you to kids. To kids, they're saying fuck you. Can't do that. They're kids. Dave, what are they saying? Fuck you. For all Uh, the women that, hold on. For all the women that love Cody, you know what they're saying? Tell us, Dave. Fuck you. To the women who are a big portion of the WWE audience. You know what? You know what they're also doing for fans like me that have a voice, like a radio show? You know what they're saying? What are they saying, Dave? Fuck you to me, the loyal, faithful, hardcore wrestling fan. Okay. Uh, you're awesome. You know who else they're saying that to? Ooh. ESPN. ESPN just named Cody Rhodes Wrestler of the Year. You know what they're saying to ESPN, the wide world leader of sports? You know what they're saying? Dave, what do they say to ESPN? Fuck you! What are they saying to bust it open? Fuck off. They're not even saying fuck you. They're saying fuck (laughs) off to bust it open. And all our loyal nation members. Like that CeeLo Green song. I see you riding downtown with the girl. You know know what? You know who wins? You know who wins in this scenario? I'm going to tell you who wins. AEW. Because then a lot of pissed off WWE fans that have been following the story are going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go watch AEW. David. 
Am I wrong, bully? Am I wrong? Is tell me when I'm saying lies. Tell me when I'm saying lies, bully. Tell me. Stop it. Come on, Tommy. Let me hear this. Uh, let me hear your, your your comeback. Come on. I have a whole. You're for, you're both acting like I don't love Cody Rhodes. Who? I'm, I'm just also that saying that I, uh, you, I have my doubts. If you're putting Rock in that match, it's nothing wrong with it. And you know, the the biggest thing, if you want to make Cody the guy, yes, it does have to happen at WrestleMania. Doesn't have to happen. Um, it needs to be that perfect scenario. If you're talking about the rock and Roman and how like it messed up in Philadelphia and like, Oh, they might boo and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. One of the most iconic matches was what Toronto rock and who Hulk Hogan. Yeah. They sided with Hogan. Okay. But did that affect the match? It made it even awesomer. Is that a so word? what? Stop. Blah, blah. Awesome. You literally just said blah, blah. I I understand it. I understand your passion. I understand it. But then there's also business. If we're talking behind the scenes, you know, okay, we have Triple H doing one. We have Nick Khan doing another. They both have this relationship with The Rock. We'll also have a relationship with other with management. There's a whole new company involved. Tommy, so sometimes things- you bring things into the equation that I just don't understand where they come from. Okay. Uh, like, what? like what is, what does... Nick Nick Khan and Triple H are probably on the same page. Are you suggesting that they're fighting about who they want to win? I'm not. I'm just saying there's a there's a lot of variables outside because you brought up Vince. Vince was the end all be all. I don't who know who brought up Vince. You did. You said Vince's name before. You did. You said Vince. okay. All right. All right. Vince was the end all be all. I don't know who the end all be all is in WWE anymore. Okay. So. There could be there could be variable factors on that. You're a you're a big Cowboys fan. When the Cowboys couldn't get over the hump, what did they do, Dave? Who did they get? What I mean, are you talking about back in the nineties? Yes, they got Charles Haley. He made the big the big difference that got them to a Super Bowl. And D oh Dion went where or oh Dion Sanders later on yes, but that was yeah that was later on. and so. They had to make this big free agent acquisition to get to the hump, over the hump, and then they didn't do a whole lot. Hence, status quo. All right, when the Patriots hang on, when the Patriots were rocking, how many great additions did the Patriots need to add to their system? Not a whole lot. But if a form, but let me ask you this: If there was a quarterback that got injured at the end of two thousand and twenty-two. And then the team has a successful year in 2023 with another quarterback, and he takes you to the Super Bowl. Now that that other quarterback's healthy, you're going to throw him in the Super Bowl, or are you going to go with the guy that got you there? You know, you're going to go with the guy that got you there. Cody got us here, and now you're going to pull out the rug from under him. The whole story, you're going to say, "Fuck the story, fuck the story." For say that Rock. to Jeff Hostetler. But Phil Simms was still injured. Couldn't come back. Guys, enough with the sport, the wacky, stupid sports bullshit references that nobody listening to the show really understands. That's not true. Paul does, our producer. Yeah, because that's our target audience. Well, yeah, he is. He's, you know. Stick to wrestling. Middle-aged It's what both of you kind of understand. 
Well, am I wrong? Am I wrong here? You're telling the uh, now story. Now you're going to lose me. I was on your side earlier. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I believe NXT made a statement last night, and I believe our next guest made a statement as well. Fallon Henley joins us. Fallon, thank you so much for the time, and congratulations because you have a new ranch hand now. Yes, I do. It is very exciting, I have to say. I can always use some extra help in a helping hand. Fallon, please tell us, what is one of the very first chores you're going to have Tiffany do at the ranch? It's going to probably be cleaning out the stalls and mucking some manure. You know, we got to teach her how to get her hands dirty, what yes. hard work actually is. So that is the first thing she's going to do. And then maybe some toilets. Ooh, nice. Toilets and <laughs> clean it up some manure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tiffany's in a <laughs> world of sh- name it. That she is. <laughs> uh Fallon, congratulations on your win last night. Now I know Thank at the you. PC they also teach you history. Uh we're big history buffs because we kind of lived it. There's also, I know, the Iron Claw movie didn't show it, but you need to go on good old uh WWE network on Peacock and you need to look up world class championship wrestling. And this actually happened before where uh David Von Erich won the rights to both gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and precious. And they had to work the Von Eric farm. So is this what you're, have you seen this before? First of all? Yes, I have. Um, It's always exciting to kind of see things come back around. Um, You know, it's obviously happened in the past and helps give me some ideas for how to take on my current situation. Nice. Yep. Cause history always repeats itself. So it's, you get some good stuff. Hail moving, uh, hail, bail, uh, hail, <laughs> bales of hay. Bale of hay. There we go. <laughs> now, now, Fallon, we've had, we've had Tiffany Stratton on this show. And, Twice. Uh, yes. And both I'm times. I'm sorry for that. I, I, thank you. Because it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Talking to Tiffany, it's a lot because 
man, this isn't some character she plays. She is a, you know, she's got a bit of an ego and she does feel like she's better than everybody else. This is your opportunity to really show her that there's there's things that she doesn't know about. And like you say, getting her hands dirty, like how much is this going to affect her ego? And let me ask you, could this be a learning experience for Tiffany Stratton? You know, I really hope it is because some people in life and everything have things handed to them on a silver platter. And there's some people who have to actually work hard to get to where they want to be in life. And, you know, hopefully she has a little bit of a bruised ego and this helps kind of teach her what it takes to elevate yourself without having every opportunity handed to you on a silver platter. You think she's going to have any problem getting dirty? Of course. She, the first little speck of dirt that touches her, she will be grossed out by, and I will love every second of it. (laughs) Please get it all on video. Oh, I will. will Trust me. It will be. I'm sure we'll be able to watch it. A lot of it on Tuesday nights on NXT. And Fallon, you got to make sure she does it because I'm sure she's going to try to get out of it. I'm sure she's going to try to escape. I mean, you have to. Things may get physical because you may have to force her to do some of these chores. And and, and I have absolutely no problem with that. A deal is a deal. She made the deal. I finished the deal and. Now she has to hold up her end of the bargain. So if it comes down to that, I will gladly take care of business that way. Fallon, for for those of our listeners who might not be familiar with you or your history, bring us up to speed. How did you get into the wrestling business? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Did the WWE find you? Give, bring, you know, give us your story. So I was never somebody who grew up watching wrestling. It just wasn't in my household. I didn't really have any friends or family that were super into it. And it's something I kind of found when I was in college. It was like, I want to say my sophomore or junior year. And I kind of just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just in college to get my degree, whatever that might be in. I ended up majoring in criminology and business. But during that time, I found wrestling Not going to lie, Total Divas brought me into it. But from there, I started watching NXT, SmackDown, Raw on a regular basis. Every single week, I was there at the TV ready to go. And from there, I was like, this is what I want to do. I've always been in sports my whole life. I never played college or anything like that. But I've always had an athletic background. And I was like, I want to do this. This is the first time I knew this is what I was going to do. And it was kind of crazy because it was one of those things where everything just fell into place. I've never in my life had everything fall into place like this. And so I was like, okay, like this is life setting me up. And I started back in maybe 2016, 2017, of course, some breaks here and there over the years. And I had to fight my way to get here. There was there, I probably had, three different trials with WWE worked for numerous different companies. And, you know, they always say right place, right time. And that's kind of where I'm, I found myself and it led me to being here. And it's been one of the most amazing things. Cause it, you know, th- this business is hard. It's, it's not easy by any means. And every time I was feeling defeated or feeling like, you know, maybe this, maybe this just isn't for me. You know, I, I gave it my shot. Maybe this is my time to kind of, you know, step back and find something else. And every single time I would get into that mindset, something would pull me back in. And I'm like, all right, this is life telling me 
this is what I meant to be doing. So that's kind of my journey to WWE and how I got here. So that's awesome. Did you have a specific uh, WWE performer that kind of drew you in? Like my person was the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Like, did you have a, a person who like was your favorite uh, in, or inspired you the most? I, I always get stuck on favorites because I have so many top people on my list. But one of the biggest people is Mickey James. She obviously I knew of her when I got into the business, but my trainer was like, you need to go watch her. She's one of the best of the best. And so I studied her so much when I first got into wrestling and I still do now. And she was probably somebody who just like drew me in immediately. You can feel her passion for her this business through any screen, through a picture. I mean, it just radiates off her. And like that fire in her just continued to help push me and show me and teach me to get to where I am now. Alan, what's the most difficult aspect of the sports entertainment industry that you deal with these days? Um, That's a tough one. I think it's just learning because everything changes over time. So I think it's, you know, because I started a couple years back. So kind of taking what I learned then and adjusting it to where the business is now is probably one of the most difficult things going that, you know, that we have going on for me. Um, Because it's just, you know, some things that used to work might not work nowadays. So it's kind of just taking what you had and just shifting it a little bit to make it work with now. Now, Fallon, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Mickey James is one of our hosts here on Busted Open. She hosts on Mondays and she hosts on Fridays. Um, yes. Her husband is the general manager of SmackDown, uh, Mr. Nick Aldis. So maybe maybe something could be worked out here, Fallon. Like I'm thinking like now you have Mickey James' husband as the general manager for SmackDown. Mickey James right now is... I guess you could say a free agent for the most part. I mean, maybe something could happen here where I know there there were some tweets that were exchanged earlier, but maybe this 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 hardcore tag team could actually happen. That would honestly be a dream come true. Um, you know, CM Punk said her name and I kind of ran with it and used that as my opportunity mm-hmm. to reach out. And, you know, she said she's my Huckleberry. So you never know where the future might take us. Um, but if that were to happen, I don't think I would, I would be able to deal with it, but internally it would feel so surreal. That would be, that'd be awesome. If you had the opportunity, uh, would you blast her in the back of the head and turn no. heel on her? I don't think I could. Why? That's because he's a bad person. Don't listen. To <laughs> don't listen. To, don't I don't listen think to I could do that. Look at this How face. About, uh, I know this, this face is say your... bad to you. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. But Look really quick, this. Tommy. What about but, this face says bad person? I've been but, smiling the whole time. But well, Tommy, before... you just asked me. <laughs> but I'm no, just but, curious. But but Tommy, before you jump in, I mean, it is it is. Listen, you know, bully's going to say that. But you would be making a statement if you did have the opportunity to tag and you did hit her in a that would be making a statement. It would break your heart, I know, because that is a hero of yours. She's an inspiration for you. But that would make one hell of a statement. Just saying. Not saying you should do it. Not that I condone that type of behavior at all. Just saying. Go ahead, Tommy. Stay on the side of good. Don't listen to Bully Ray. He he's turned on me way too many times. 
Uh, what I was going to say is, I don't know your current uh, stable, like in the sense of where you live and everything, but Mickey James does have horses. She does have her own stable. You could uh, take Miss Stratton over to Mickey James's house and say, Mickey, you're my idol. You're my friend. I'd love to have you. Can we film this for NXT? And she's going to clean everything. Mickey's got chicken. She's got a whole, and she, That's I've true. seen it. She's Mickey cleans the stable. She does everything. Maybe. Can and go ahead. And I'm sure she'd have some good ideas. Plus it's cold outside. Don't give uh, Stratton a jacket. She'll get sick. It's easy. Better. <laughs> we can invite the Godwins. <laughs> oh, there you go. And go mucking. But you know what, though? But Tommy brings up a really good point as well, because maybe Mickey needs help. You know, there is no way that Nick Aldis is getting his hands dirty in those stores. Oh, you know that never. Mickey's doing Mickey's never. Do, never. Never, because uh, he wears a suit. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. But there's no way that Nick is getting his hands dirty because he wears a suit all the time. So I can understand. So Mickey probably does need the help, Val. He probably, she probably needs the help. It's not a bad idea. It, it's not. It's not. Fallon, uh, speaking of help in NXT, uh, when it comes to advice, you guys got a, some great coaches there, obviously, uh, with Shawn Michaels being the number one guy you get advice from. But who do you go to for advice and help when you need it? Um... That's really hard. I, we really do have such a great team of, of coaches here. So I think it's, you know, everybody kind of has their specialties of what they're just really freaking good at. So I think it kind of just depends on what advice I'm seeking is going to be kind of who I go to because everybody has great advice, but there's just people who have a little bit more in a certain niche than others do. How, so about, how about promo advice, promo advice? Promo advice. Oh, goodness. Uh, really? Oh, Ooh. God. That's so hard to narrow down. I mean, Ryan Katz is like the go-to promo guy. He actually, when I had a tryout, um, when was it? I think it was the last tryout that I had. I had a match and a promo and stuff like that. And he gave me a little bit of, bit of advice and it actually helped so insanely much so promo wise ryan katz for sure um how long do you have the services of miss stratton for i think it might only be a day but i'm gonna have to clarify because i mean i mean i could use her for a week for a month so i'll, I'll have to get with the office and double check on that because that not could be sure. dangerous because knowing check you you would probably have her sleep in the stall so, you know, she probably, you, you wouldn't give her like a spare room or a bed. She'd probably have to sleep in the stall. So for her sake, I'm hoping it's only uh, for, for one day. Fallon, like, Helen, like watching NXT last night and NXT is just getting better and better. I mean, what a statement last night on New Year's Evil. And your match was fantastic. The opening match between Lyra and Blair Davenport was so physical, like, when you watch a match like that, are you thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, like we really have to step up here because they really kind of set the tone. And they and it felt like they did last night. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the wonderful thing about, you know, being in NXT with with all of our training and our coaches and, and being surrounded in this environment is we're constant 
constantly elevating each other. So it's like, we love seeing people do good, but like you said, having that great of a match, it just makes you want to turn yourself up even more. And that's part of what kind of keeps my drive going. So it doesn't intimidate me or, oh man, now I got to put in more work. It fuels that fire. So I love it. I enjoy it. What uh, have you found intimidating about this industry so far? There, there's a lot of different things, um, but I think it, it's just all like, it's all intimidating, but not at the same time. I think it's just the pressure that we put on ourselves to always be perfect. So I feel like for me, that's what like, I'm my own worst enemy. So I intimidate by my, myself by making myself be perfect, but nobody's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. And so overcoming that and just kind of shoving it back down in the back of your brain to just keep moving forward. Cause at the end of the day, it's fight or flight and we always choose to fight. Well, Kurt Henning was perfect by the way, but we'll continue this. Um, the it's a brand new year. I uh, dare to ask her who Kurt Henning was. She knows who Mr. Perfect is. Come on now. Uh, they, they make them study the people of the past bully it's a very very good system down there um 2024 what are your goals i think just continuing to ride this momentum of course our goal is always to have gold so i'm hoping by the end of this year to have my chance at the singles title you know i held the nxt women's tag team titles with someone who shall not be named. Um, and I think getting that gold on my own for myself is, is the ultimate goal for 2024. Okay. And besides Mickey James, who is your dream match? Besides Mickey James. Ooh, there's a list, but probably Molly Holly. That was another, oh. another one that my trainer was like, go watch her. And another one that I just kind of fell in love with. So who was your trainer? Because this person sounds pretty smart. Bonnie Maxson. Okay. She was uh, Radiant Rain. Oh, Bonnie. Yep. Yeah. Fallon, I, I'm sure you have your eye on the main roster, and we're getting near Rumble. We're getting near WrestleMania yes. 40. How disappointed would you be if it's not Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns in the main event, night number two of WrestleMania 40? How disappointed would Because I know I'd be wait, disappointed. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. How, Loaded question. Let's ask Fallon her opinion of who she would like to see in the main event of WrestleMania 40 first. Roman Reigns. If you're going to put her on the spot, let's really put her on the spot. Roman Reigns versus <laughs> Cody, CM Punk, or The Rock. Oof. It's hard, Oof. right? You have the pencil. That You're in control. It's not, it's not hard. Oh. It's really not that hard. It's easy. I want to hear her answer. Don't bait her. <laughs> no, honestly, I would love The Rock, but I think Cody. Yep. Cody all the yep. way this year. Yep. See, now I know, and this is where it comes in, the training, learning about history, what you've learned on ah. NXT. Because oh, you're absolutely right. There's no other route that makes sense than Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes in the main event at WrestleMania 40, Fallon. I totally agree with you, and I think the nation does as well. Um, big fan of yours. 
Big fan of NXT. I can't wait to see Tiffany Stratton as one of your hands on the ranch doing work. This is going to be amazing <laughs> because you know what? You won. You earned it. And now she's going to get what she deserves. So, Fallon, thank you so much. It was great hearing your story. I can't wait to see what happens next. And you know what? You made me a believer in NXT. NXT is one of my favorite shows week in and week out every single Tuesday night. You give us something to talk about here every single Wednesday morning. So thanks to you. Thanks to NXT. And appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.